Hello beautiful soul, this is Claire and the Art of Life podcast and this is the first time I think that I've decided to record on my balcony um, because it's so warm on the balcony, it's quite chilly and at the back of the rooms that I usually record in and it's just a beautiful thing to have some of the background noises here even though there's a bit of building work going on nearby and an occasional appy or vespa that buzzes along the road below. But mostly there's just a, a quiet shush of the waterfall and the birds twittering. And I'm looking out my wee Nikia, my little cubby hole on the balcony at the blue, blue, blue sky and able to see right over to the west where there's some very intriguing cloud formations, but mostly a, a beautiful pale purple distance mountain effect going on on the horizon. Absolutely glorious. Yeah, the angle grinder will be punctuating what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's been a really amazing month or two and I've been podcasting very little in the last couple of months, partly because I've been traveling and then recovering from traveling. My epic five day each way <laughs> journey to and from Scotland by bus. And partly because I had a workaway volunteer here and the house has been quite in upheaval with a lot of messy works unfolding. It takes a particular energy to transmit what I like to transmit through the art of life and to speak about living in gift, sovereignty, holistic matters and what's really going on in the world. And yeah, this month it has been wholly immersive in other areas, in very specific areas of life that haven't really given me that chance to to speak in this font-like way to channel a transmission. So here I am again, and let's see where we can go from here. I feel like I'm putting my house in order in order to make this big move that I hope to make, uh, which might be from here to here. <laughs> but also might be from here to the other side of the world and I'm just opening to that possibility and feel like I'm stepping up into a whole other multi-dimensionality of, of manifestation and because I'm involved in this very dynamic process of manifestation which seems to have been going on almost since I got the house here my magical medieval quarter house that I bought for pennies, practically, <laughs> back in early 2011. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've gone through all these different um, strata and now I'm occupying all the strata around how we actually manifest. I, I came here on a manifestation, manifestation whim, which I may or may not share the spoken book around... Um, to my listeners and to my supporters in coming months I've been recording this this story of how I came to be in Guardia 
but the whole process has been about manifestation from the, the first time I dreamed it up and imagined the kind of life I wanted to live and imagined owning my own home when I was rapidly spending all my the last of my resources in a quite expensive, very low quality of housing up the Glen in the Scottish borders. The whole process of unlocking my power at that time, that very specific point, I was quite good at manifesting, but really only in terms of survival. In terms of creativity, I had very free, open capacity to paint and paint strong imagery and colourful and powerful and meaningful imagery without anything impeding it, like without having to worry about what I was coming up with or fear putting it out in the world or, you know, without really the ego involved in it. I was just painting and I, I've been painting for many, many years and I painted for many years after, afterwards. And there's something about having put the painting down for a while, which is giving me a completely different feeling about creativity and about what's possible and what I can actually manifest. Um, I've always had a very free life for a greater degree, more or less, much freer than most folk. And my mind has always been freer, my emotions and my expression freer than the average citizen. And I've been freer to get up and move and to actually manifest new things. And yet, I've always felt that there's some sort of, as if my creativity and my imaginal realm and the imaginal realm of the universe are just slightly out of focus with each other, like the colours have been separated, like through a prism. A prism... M for monkey, and that to bring them back in, into harmony and into white light. Yeah, it's taken a lot of effort of letting go, a lot of effort of discernment, and listening, releasing and listening, and really taking responsibility for everything that is going on in my queendom, in my realm. And as the years have gone on, I've found that even though there's no end of drama in the world, the dramas that I was participating in or and or attracting to me have become fewer and far, farther in between them. And also I've been able to not separate, but bring living, not separate me from the drama or somebody else's drama, but bringing myself into the living relationship, like correcting the relationship, something I talk about a lot in my podcast about how do we correct relationships. Um, there's a lot of chat in the alternative world these days, the alternative cultural world, people stepping out of the system there's a lot of discussion around correcting our status but of course that is a kind of oxymoron in a way the idea of correcting something of really writing something 
that is static, a status, um, a declaration to the system that we are separate from and more powerful than the system. That's a, that is also an oxymoron. Um, it's a, something that isn't a real thing or, or something that contradicts itself. And the correcting of the relationships with drama in general, with other people's drama, other people's anguish or need to control things or other people's distorted view of the world, um, my own growth around that has allowed me to see how everything that I'm wrestling with in the outer world is really an expression of what I'm wrestling with within myself. Anything that I'm blaming in the outer world is really something that I'm negating within myself or disassociating from within myself. And the power of acknowledging that and grasping it be the noisiest motorbike in Guardia. Um, the power of, of acknowledging that we have a, a magical influence in all things. We have a mystical interweaving in all things. It's not necessarily that it's not a polemic thing that we are against something we don't like and can therefore evict it from our lives, like push it away with such force. It's not that. <laughs> it's simply that the the correcting our status or the, the writing of relationship is much more around bringing everything into natural law, bringing everything into living relationship, not, not dead throwing ideas at each other, not dead oppositional fighting or competition for power or stealing of energy or wrestling with energy not batting a ball back and forth like a game of tennis, metaphorically speaking, but our ability to actually co-create and like send waves of cosmic truth into everything that we're doing and then allow the universe to continue unfolding around us. Because, of course, one of the aspects of like the modern concept and, and honestly the, the new age, the the false spirituality or ungrounded spirituality concept about manifestation, what manifestation is, is completely blocked from actually allowing what needs to happen, what the cosmos wants to happen, what is meant to happen. It, it's completely detached from the, the bigger picture, the bigger sea that we're all floating in. It's like, you're in this boat and you get this other boat to you pull it towards you and you push this other boat away from you but then it's completely ignoring the fact that the boat is sitting on the sea and the sea dictates where the boat goes so we're being moved by very large currents under the ocean surface and we're being affected by the elements we're exposed to the elements and we're being affected by them intimately in every moment 
and there is important what's above and below us is just as important as the container that we're in because it if anything it will be ultimately deciding where we're going much more than than we possibly can you know we can't fight against the elements we can only work with them we can only work with the currents and with the winds and with the tides that's such a major important learning for myself in terms of manifestation and I've seen myself you know looking back at when I was younger and being conditioned by by um, education in inverted commas so-called education and by culture you know the cult that we all grew up in by commerce and ideas about how you live in the world how you survive and pay your way and receive reward from the world and your benefits and privileges. Um, When I went out into the world, conditioned like that, it was really clear from everything that I was interacting with that this was a very competitive, a very struggling kind of existence. And even when I first arrived here in Guardia in Italy and got my owned my own home, manifest manifested this home. I could feel that polemic still, that fight, that feeling that, you know, even though I'm safe and warm and there's food all around me and there's community. And there's no impending violence or drama. Nevertheless, everything (laughs) around me seemed to just be thrumming with, with controversy. Everything. Um... And I had this dream that I was sitting there with. I was sitting in this dream. I got the house, the dream of my life, you know, my first 35, 37 years of feeling like I didn't have a safe home. Then I had it. It was there, solid. These big marble steps and walls and arches and historical details and stone pavements. Like it's mine, belongs to me, and I also live in it. I live in it, and it's protecting me. Like there's, it's very simple. Now I'm free, because I'm being held in this safe space. But it, it absolutely didn't feel like that. It felt like I'd manifested the substance, but it was missing the livingness, or I'd managed manifested the outer shell but it felt really fragile somehow like it just wasn't wasn't fleshed out it wasn't full it wasn't filled with energy like it statically was what I'd asked for technically what's exactly what I'd asked for owning my own home but there was something that didn't line up with the the feeling the feeling came a lot later probably because I bought a very abandoned house (laughs) in an abandoned medieval quarter. It took a lot of effort and force to 
and convincing of people to participate and collaborate and administrating of people coming here when we first did our house hunting TV show. It took a lot of effort to bring the life into that container that I'd manifested. And I notice that now the kinds of things and the kind of essence of what I'm manifesting is much more holistic. It's much more lined up. It's less, oh, I've got this bit, but now I need to like wrestle that bit into into it, on top of it. Like effortfully constructing things and pulling and pushing things with all my force, all my manifesting energy. So I could see right at, at the beginning, especially at that one point where I, I threw myself into another culture and country. And, and started from scratch all over again. I could see that there was this separation, like I'm completely free, but I'm completely tied. I'm completely open and yet I'm completely stiff and rigid. My imagination is really clear and expressive through my creativity, and yet it isn't going out in the world somehow. Like It just feels like there was ultimately what I comprehend now, better now, to be an imaginal realm that somehow was separated from the power of the cosmos rising up through me, falling down easily through me, flowing through me as container, which is a completely different force of manifestation, a manifestation that is whole and complete and part of the fabric of the cosmos rather than just part of the fabric of the physical. Just finding finding the difference between these two realities and being able to see them side by side, especially in people that I know now, you know, people with their varying, varying degrees of leaving the system, varying degrees of being creative and unblocking their creativity. I'm starting to recognise that there's this beautiful fracture in the soul of the world, in the soul of humanity. Like a beautiful fracture that wants to be filled like that Japanese mending technique. It wants to be filled with gold, repaired with gold. And I sense that's, that's some of the work that we are doing those of us who are returning to our sovereignty, returning to our freedom, delving deep into our creativity as a life, as a lifestyle. We are that gold that's filling up the fracture and making it more beautiful, drawing attention to it and making it beautiful. And it feels powerful to know that, to know that work. It feels powerful to know the height of it and the width of it and the, the forwardness of it, the, the far-reaching quality of it. Because that's a very different life perspective. It's very a very different living reality 
than being a tortured artist in a garret or an isolated creative who's not earning money or or a sovereign rebel who isn't able to find community. It's really beautiful to know that we relate to everything, that we are in relationship with everything. No matter how dystopian the world appears, no matter how wide and deep the void is that seems to be between us and the people around us or us and people who vote on the other side of the spectrum than us or us and people who live in cities or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I've found it very hard in my life to really comprehend what my purpose is because my purpose has always felt to be something quite different than than what's being presented as an option for my my activities. Um, and the more I've just gone and done my own thing and created first and worried about the finance or the structure or the relationship with the world in terms of commerce selling. Because I've prioritised the doing and the being and aligning them first and put my own house in order and put my own health in order and my own consciousness in order, my own mental health and woven myself back together again. Because I've done that, I'm able to see now that that no matter how hard I'd looked outside of myself for a role, for a relationship, for a structure even, they might have come to me, but they wouldn't have the feeling behind them. They wouldn't have the long-term growth behind them. They would all effectively be something that would pull me down or pull me back or hold me in, like hem me in or prison me even, rather than liberating me. So yeah, I'm really loving this moment of recognition. At 51 years old, where I can see where there has been a rift and I can welcome in the union of my imaginal realm with the material world and with my interrelationship with all things, with all people, with all creatures, with all dimensions. The the wealth of of riches that seem to come with that are astonishing. The wealth of riches that come to me as I release my attachment to striving for money or striving for external success. The riches that come face to face and hand to hand and through precious moments spent with beautiful people who are touched by our presence, my presence, our shared presence, the present, the gift, 
the presence in the present and the present, the presenting, the presentment of gift, the present that is given. Yeah, weaving all that trickery of words and how words have pulled us into separation mentally and pulled us up into the mind and allow allowed our mind like our our mind can be infinitely manipulated by even by the good things and the right things in the world even by nutrition and medicine and peace and meditation our mind can be totally effed over if the mind isn't in the body and if the mind isn't one with the body absolutely one one of the things that's become clearer and clearer to me as I, I come back to oneness and come back into a life of gift and of presence and of being present that's where miracles happen that's where miracles exist they exist in the fullness of presence in this present and the freedom of it, a, a gift freely given, gift freely received. Um, they couldn't come from a wound that's in denial that it's a wound, from a distortion that is insisting it's a reality, or from a polemic that is insisting it is peaceful and righteous. They can only come from the mysterious wholeness that we actually are and our, our simply letting go and settling that down into that, settling up into it, allowing ourselves to expand fully. I've been going through this process about wanting to sell my home, wanting to sell part of it, <laughs> wanting to leave, wanting to keep part of it, wanting to just be in peace, just be connected with the land, just feel the deepest connection and the capacity to be left alone and work on the land, but be sufficiently far away from negative influences, rubbish being thrown in, pollution, over-medicalisation of the valley through spraying and medicine put on plants and intensive farming practices. Interference in the microclimates and the topsoil and the precipitation even I felt like <clears throat> I want to get away from something like push away from something and at the same time I'm not seeing the signs picking up my momentum I'm not seeing the current coming to carry me somewhere else and I've tried like a hundred different iterations of how would I sell the house or trying to sell it at the wrong time just when everything was locking down and, <laughs> and trying to escape my escaping energy, energy, my running away energy that I had as a child that we would run away and go and hide up the mountain, go and hide in an old abandoned house. Um, and it would never have the, the desired effect because our parents were down the pub and didn't notice that we were anywhere that we'd left. And eventually we'd get tired and hungry and go home just at the time as, that they staggered in and maybe put some food, in, food on the table.
the the grasping and even the manifestation has felt clouded it's felt like what do I actually want and I, I kind of want to leave and I kind of want to stay but I want to leave more so I better focus on leaving but a big part of me is rooted and the rooting is important I want to be grounded and rooted I want to be in the community but the community isn't accepting me and it's rejecting me and it was so aggressive with me throughout the the lockdown and the pharmaceutical nonsense and I don't want to be exposed to that again you know this feeling of this impending oh god let's get out of civilization before it implodes but accepting it as a, a mystical and living process I have to accept that it just has taken years for me to even recognize what the house means and what it means in my life and what my path is in relation to the house and how to bring the energy out of it how to even fully occupy it how to fully occupy it like fully be living here do we really live in our homes anymore even if we manifest it our most beautiful home are we is it sacred to us is it really sacred to us? Is it just how we want it? Do we have time each day in perfect harmony with our home where it gives us holistic joy just to be in it? Is it allowing us to repair ourselves from what happens when we go out and be exposed to the world? And is it is it really acting as a sacred vessel for us, as a sacred vessel, to move forward on this ocean that is our life and that is the cosmic ocean that we're all riding in, we're all floating in? I know I've got some work to do that, to be that, but I'm more and more feeling this glorious harmony and I'm also getting much better at discerning when there isn't harmony you know if I have a guest that's really hard work and that I'm losing my capacity to communicate with or feeling more and more of a weight and I'm being dragged down by and being confused by I can tell when I've got a guest that I'm thriving with and that we're co-creating together and even if the house gets in a mess it's a glorious creative mess and we're we're giggling and laughing and enjoying our time together and and there's just energy like build energy building um and I know again this is one of the areas that's most distorted in in modern life is where we can't actually tell what we're enjoying <laughs> and we think that things that we're enjoying in, in virgolette, in inverted commas, in quotation marks, air quotes, our enjoyment, our entertainment, we think we're enjoying it but like we're getting drunk and getting a hangover, we're binging on sugar and feeling really shitty afterwards. 
were having cheap fast food sex and having horrendous consequences from that in relationship and and non-relationship and polemic of relationship. We're letting people into our lives. Like the enjoyment, you know, what is real enjoyment? What is real peace? What is real pleasure? And how does it connect with the cosmos? And that too is another huge aspect of like we can't navigate manifestation unless we really know what our pleasure is and what makes us thrive. Not our superficial pleasure, not our peak pleasure that has a trough after it, not our pleasure that we're taking from someone else or projecting onto someone else, but the, the deep resonation in all of ourselves and beyond and forwards and backwards in time and above and below our whole thrumming with life of ourself, not just in our body, but in all of our being. That turned on this, that excitement and inspiration. I think in, in our modern cultures and the homogenizing of all culture, <laughs> this massive brainwashing cult that everybody seems plugged into like a matrix. I really feel like the kind of sacred, pleasureful beauty, appreciation of small things, that is what is meant to permeate all things. But in this consumer culture where we're all these hungry, hungry ghosts, buying and buying and buying and throwing money at problems, throwing money at symptoms, throwing money at the system, throwing money at government, throwing money at corruptions and distortions. That mystical, magical beauty is almost relegated to the release at the end of our life and the idea that we go to heaven afterwards. If it comes in our life, it comes maybe on our wedding day or when we meet our spouse, when we make love for the first time with our spouse. When we have a great achievement or promotion or win a prize or get recognised on a stage somewhere, that moment is fixed as, you know, that's the magic, that's the mystical, wonderful, magical moment. Either being the performer on the stage or being in the audience, like that is the moment when, ah, oh, this incredible moment of shared energy and energy moving and drums pounding and vibrations reverberating through our body. It mimics very nicely the energy, the raised attention, the celebration, the power that should be thrumming through us all day, every day, and that should be in everything we touch, everything we breathe, everything, every movement we make. 
every interrelating, every relating, there should be this energy that thrums through it, thrums quietly or vibrantly or ecstatically even. Um, but instead I feel like we're almost parasitical, vampire-like, eating each other, like chewing away on bits of each other, niggling and biting and seeing the other as competition or in the way of us somehow, like the blaming of others, the blaming, ah, oh, the weight that's in the blaming, the how exhausting blaming other people is. When we are the, the mystical cosmic queen or the mystical cosmic king, we are that. There is nobody else out there or in the past or in the future who is that more than us. We are all this. This is what we are. We are cosmic creators, co-creators. So, yes, I'm having an incredible movement in my life, having been back to my roots and my culture <laughs> and the, the changing culture of the island that I grew up on. Coming back to this rich place of energetic interweaving, coming back to the community that I felt estranged from and actually now and starting to feel more and more interwoven into and part of going through this process of cleaning the house up for me, making it sacred and special for me, but also at the same time as giving it away, just standing freely in all of that choice and accepting that it's both and, and that I can keep the house and sell it, that I can be here and go somewhere else. I don't lose anything by going somewhere else too. Um, I simply have to be very clear with the universe and be very aligned and peaceful within myself and let go as much as I'm asking the universe for something. It's not my job to wrestle it into being. It's not my job to grasp at it. And if I'm feeling a hunger for something that is an unhealthy hunger, that it's a coming from scarcity, that I'm feeling like I need it and I don't have it, then there's something to be worked on there. There's something that I can let go of there. Alternatively, knowing that there's a ripe moment to be picked, a ripe moment to eat, a right moment to be fed and nourished and to eat the right thing um, rather than this jumping from one idea to another rather than pulling too hard yanking the fruit off the tree when it's not ready <laughs> rather than feeling that I have to squeeze the tree or something to get the fruit out spray it, cut it hard. 
it's really amazing as a co-creator in the world maturing throughout life to recognise where there's a, a place of growth, to recognise where there's a soft spot that can be dug out of the hillside, as it were. Recognising when the, where there's room for improvement, like room, and letting that openness come into that room, taking up that room. rather than getting in the heavy machinery and forcing, forcing, forcing the space to open up. I know that 14 plus years ago when I made my manifestation painting and made my manifestation prayer to the universe to get me out of this cold, damp glen and this cold, damp house that was costing me loads of money to get me my own home and get me to a place of safety where everybody wasn't in the grind and where traditional values and family values and rootedness of people and presence of people was, was prevalent, was the norm. I remember how scared I was and how I didn't really believe it. I, I suspended my disbelief, but I didn't really believe I could manifest my own home. So I did very effortfully, very forcing myself mentally, forced myself, coerced myself into suspending my disbelief that I was able to manifest anything I want, but specifically a home that I owned. Very, very interesting to feel now what it is to have this huge, blessed, magical palazzo building, this magical collection of rooms in this incredible, magical street, in this atmospheric medieval quarter, just oozing with story and value and beauty, to fully occupy it, fully own it, fully enjoy it, at the same time as letting it go because there's something even more suitable to me, even more beautiful, even more aligned and easy and healthful and healthily challenging and good. Yeah, it's beautiful to see the difference between the times and to be able to say, ah, okay, I learned this. Ah, okay, I'm, I'm embodying this. Yeah, times like these, I, I really feel like it's worth being alive. It's worth being alive just for these moments of, of recognition, of growth, of recognition, of achievement, and of presence, of as painful as it has been to have been born into violence and born into drama and living through an upbringing and a, an education, in inverted commas, of polemic, controversy, servitude, scarcity. It's worth every minute 
of torture in all of that. It's worth everything to get to this place of peace within us, to get to a place of health. As gnarly as the health might be with all the glitches and um, little aches and pains, it's so profoundly worth it. The value of being here now and being fully present, just that, just being fully present, nothing else. So simple, so rich, so true. I wish you well, I wish you all the blessings of the merit that I'm in gaining, that I'm learning and earning. I wish you all the blessings of the health and more that I'm experiencing. I wish you all the love that's earned through loving self first. And I wish you tante belle cose, lots of good things, all the good things. Love to you. And if you'd like to hear more of my podcasts, go to my website, Claire Gaia Sophia, C-L-A-R-E. G-A-I-A-S-O-P-H-I-A dot com You can find me on Peaked or thehive.blog Peaked.com P-E-A-K-D dot com I think dot com um, or just on my website is the best place to get all the links to all these other places I'm on <clears throat> I'm very loosely on mainstream social media, Facebook, but really don't use it as a, a place to connect much. And I am on Patreon, Claire Gaia Sophia. Um, love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your responses, your living conversation around these subjects that I speak to in my podcast. And if you'd like to support my work, I, I live in gift. So I receive, welcomely receive any gifts that you wish to give. And you can see more about my life and work on my website and in my Patreon. I love you. Ciao.